Welcome to 100 Days of Poetry, the podcast. My name is Isabel and I want to thank you so much for being on that side listening. I'm going to start this week's episode by saying that I'm not feeling my best. I think you can tell by the sound of my voice. The weekend was super intense. There was a wedding, a lot of traveling, a lot of work. So today I woke up with a little bit of a sore throat, um, but I still wanted to get an episode out for you guys. So here we are. And big news, um, I sort of have a script today. Well, let's just say I prepared a list with a couple of topics I want to talk about. Um, but yeah, so today we're talking about poetry and music. We're talking about songwriters, lyrics and all that fun stuff. A couple of days ago, I put up a question on my Instagram stories and I asked you guys, who are your favorite lyricists and songwriters? And I got a couple of very interesting answers, but the first prize goes to Taylor Swift. I guess most of you are Swifties, um, and there's no way you guys can know this about me because I've never shared it, but my passion for poetry has sort of always walked hand in hand with my passion for music and singing and songwriting, and when I was 15, I literally wanted to be Taylor Swift. Um, I was super inspired by her. I remember sitting at the piano and thinking, well, if she can write music like that, so can I, so I gave it a try, it wasn't that good, but yeah, that was almost 15 years ago, I'm pretty old, um, and I haven't really paid attention to her work lately, I will listen to a couple of songs here and there, but I can't call myself a fan anymore at this point, um, but I enjoyed Midnight's, and I think Taylor's writing is still super approachable and relatable, and you know, the more work she puts out, the more I will listen to. But I have my own top three songwriters that were and still are super important to me and they've carried me through different phases of my life and I want to talk about them and give them a little bit of the spotlight today. So first is Fiona Apple. I just want to make a side note to say that these are not in any particular order. Um, my top three is like they're all on the same level. Um, but yeah, so Fiona, I don't really remember a specific moment when I discovered her. I think her music was just always there for me. Uh, but she has this ability of painting super detailed and I would say somewhat violent pictures in every song. Um, just the imagery in general is brilliant. Um, and, you know, she has this ability again to tie the music to all the lyrics and all of it just makes sense and it's super powerful and raw and I just love it. A couple of years ago I was watching one of her interviews and she mentioned something about only being able to write when she was sad because when she was happy she was too busy being happy and enjoying that happiness. So for the longest time I actually felt the same way. I felt like I could only write about sad stuff and I think a part of me still feels that way. Um, I think sadness in general is just a little bit juicier to write about. I don't know if you guys agree. Let me know. And next on the list is Regina Spector. The story about how I found Regina is a little odd. Um, again, let's go back in time a couple of years. I used to upload my original songs to YouTube and this guy, he left a comment saying that my songwriting was very similar to hers. And I didn't know because I didn't know her, so I had to go and check to see if this was a compliment or an insult. And it turns out it was probably the biggest compliment I've ever gotten in my life. 
Uh, I totally fell in love with her work to a point where it became just a little bit obsessive. And she had already a lot of music out when I discovered her in around 2011. So it was just so much fun going back and listening to all this amazing music. And then the next year, another album came out right away. Um, and it's one of my favorites. It's called What We Saw From The Cheap Seats. And she just has the best storytelling. I love how she can write songs about the most random characters while actually being those characters. And I'm still able to relate and I just think that's amazing. I think I should probably create a playlist with my favorites. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you'd be interested in that. But let's go to the last one. And the last one is Sarah Bareilles. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I never really know, but I also never really cared to check for some reason. Uh, but yeah, let's go back to 2007. I don't know what you guys were doing, but I was 15 and I was sitting by the piano again, practicing like some Bach or some Mozart. Uh, but then Love Song came up and it was pretty much everywhere, at least here in Portugal. And that was Sarah's debut single. Um, and seeing this woman sing and play the piano was the best thing that could have happened for me. Um, Love Song was the first pop song that I learned to actually play on the piano. And it opened up a new world of possibilities for me because I was learning classical music. And even though I listened to pop music, I never really thought that I could do anything with my piano and my voice. So she was sort of an eye opener for me. So we're going to fast forward to 2022 and it's literally 15 years later. And I'm still totally captivated by her songwriting and lyricism. I'm not even going to mention Waitress, which I think is like on a totally different realm for me. But yeah, if I had to only listen to one singer slash songwriter for the rest of my life, it would definitely be Sarah, like, without a doubt. I think we need a couple of honorable mentions because there's these two artists that I couldn't just not mention, uh, but they don't really make it to top three. So it's Story Amos and Alanis Morissette. I guess I just love women singing at the piano. But yeah, this is my top five among many, many others that I truly love and listen to every day. And closing the chapter on my favorite songwriters, we're going to go ahead and read one of your poems. Today we're reading a poem by Aroha Atu. So it's A-R-O-H-A dot A-T-U on Instagram. And I found this poem and I was actually randomly scrolling while preparing for this podcast. And the theme just made sense because it's about music. And I thought I would share it with you. The same rhythm, the same rhyme. The song is stuck on repeat. We're living on a broken record. I'm trying to change the music while you're clinging to the shattered pieces. It's the blues. This was stuck by aroha.atu on Instagram. Now, as someone who wrote a couple of songs in her lifetime, I can talk about this from my own perspective, and I can say that writing songs is not that hard. Um, you can literally write a song with two chords, but I can't say the same about writing good songs. When I was starting out, I valued the lyrics over the music for sure. I thought the content of the lyrics was definitely the most important part of the song, so I would usually write the lyrics first and then create a melody to go with it. But I soon found out that both the lyrics and the melody need to work together with whatever instruments are being used, and sometimes they complement each other. That's the whole point. 
So it's not that I stopped valuing the lyrics, I just started seeing it as a whole and the process sort of shifted. So it all started happening at once for me, music and lyrics. But my favorite thing to do now is being a top liner and just adding the main melody with the lyrics to a song. With time, I also discovered that writing poetry and lyrics, although very similar, is not quite the same activity. Lyrics need metrics, and yeah, I know poetry does too, but usually I write free verse, so I never really cared about that until I started songwriting, and I needed to have enough words to fit into a verse, and a chorus, and another verse, and maybe a bridge. So you need to tell a story within all these rules while creating an interesting melody. And what would usually happen to me is that I would write the first verse and the chorus and then I'd get stuck because I didn't have any more content to complete the song. But there are definitely ways to work around it and obviously I had to learn it with time. But in general, I'll write a poem or have a couple of lines in mind and then I'll sort of adapt and edit into song format. And that's just the most fun for me. We're about to reach the end of this week's episode. I was going to read you guys another one of my poems, but since this episode is all about songwriting, I decided to share a song with you. I wrote the lyrics to this song a couple of years ago, um, and it's called I Will Bring You Light, and it's got a very long intro, so I hope you're comfortable and all cozy to sit back and enjoy the song. I'm also going to go ahead and say goodbye now. This is the third episode of 100 Days of Poetry, the podcast, Thank you so much for sticking around. I wish you a great week, a great day, a great evening. Goodbye. See you next time. I will
I'll say.